Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Collective is a leading platform supporting collaboration, not competition, for an online community and events throughout the year with one purpose, to create happier property managers. The PM Collective creates connections for property managers looking to create momentum within their careers and personal life. Join me and my guests as we discuss challenges, struggles, mental health, mindset, and give advice to property managers and anyone in the industry. To find out more about our memberships, visit pmcollective.com.au. Today, we have Mark Hay from Mark Hay Realty Group joining us for today's podcast. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Ash. Now, I feel like you're a bit of celebrity, a bit of an icon to Perth real estate. You've been around for a long time. How long have you been in Perth for? I've been in the Perth property market for 35 years. So, yes, it's uh, getting on there for sure, actually, yeah. But it's still a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. How did you start? Like, what was the very start of your real estate career looking like? I headed up my own company at, in 1986 when we saw the boom starting. We gave it three months and it started to take off from there. Then we sold it in 1989 and went backpacking for two and a half years around the world. Um, then came back uh, a couple of years after it was a recession we had to have, which uh, people of your vintage wouldn't even realise or know about. But we got back into real estate a few years after that and slowly built it again. And how long, and this is purely just for me being curious and nosy, sure. how, long, how long had you been in real estate for before starting your own business? No, I was working with somebody who had the license. So I, I came, yeah. I'd never worn a suit in time in my life and I had a variety of backgrounds that I came from. So uh, no, I believe that real estate was the place to be. At age 18, I started investing in my first investment property and realised that I was dealing with real estate agents that didn't know too much about investment property and that's what counted me into the idea of starting our own real estate firm, specialising in investments basically, actually, yeah. Yeah, and at the moment your company does strata, property management, sales. Actually, we do it all and I don't know whether there is anybody else in Perth or I don't maybe limited in Australia, but we do everything. I Like I do rural sales, commercial, strata. We do it all and we don't try to be everything, but over the years I've developed a lot of great relationships with a lot of clients that have a diverse portfolio. And so whether it's not selling, it's the Oski Roadhouse, the Centrelink down at Esperance, 500 lifestyle blocks in Bridgetown or commercial property here in Perth or residential property we have come across it all and I just believe in servicing the client and doing everything everything that you need and um, over the years you've definitely become a trusted brand like everyone in Perth would know who you are and for the listeners that are over east listening as well the Mark Hay Realty Group is definitely one of the big trusted brands and so wonderful that it's been around for so long and hence why I'm excited to have you on One thing that I wanted to chat with you, and I've met you briefly before, but it's very, very clear that there is an invested interest in your staff. You definitely strike me as someone who puts the staff at the very, very forefront of priorities. And I want to know what the secret is to your staffing 
Oh, see, I don't think there's any yeah. secret to anything. I think it's more like you treat people how you should be treated, and that's where it begins and ends, I believe, and that comes to clients or your staff. Uh, there's something I, I work with a few acronyms in our business, and it's ICCR, and that is Intercompany Client Relations. So we all talk about customer service. Everybody talks about you know being the best for our clients and that. But if we can't be the best to our company clients, our own clients here within our own, we, we call it a second family. So I do have five children. So I have some background there of um, how to sort of possibly get uh, a little bit more out of certain people at certain times or whatever. But it starts, at, it begins at home, actually. And you hear that from your parents, I'm sure. It begins at home. So we treat it like a second family. But if you can't get it right in your own organisation, how are you going to get it right with a client? So certainly you can fudge it a little bit. You know, that's why in an interview process, when I interview staff uh, to come bring on, we go through a bit of a different process and a lot of people walk out of the interview feeling it's somewhat a little bit different and, you know, that's we're looking for something that is a bit different, I guess, yes. Do you have an interview secret that you can share with us? Oh, look, no, nothing uh, no secrets. always shared, like years ago when I was doing you know, whether it was James Sossaman or Paul Tonich and Peter Gilrison were doing shared seminars way back. You know, I charge some of the higher commissions in Perth and uh, I charge it because I believe we're worth it and I'd rather deal with quality clients than deal with the supermarket mentality. So I'm all about sharing. So, And what we find is a lot of these things that you share with people, most people don't pick it up anyway, unfortunately. Uh, John McGrath taught us that 30-odd years ago when he said it's so easy to be a good real estate agent because all you have to do is phone a client seven times, but most agents will only phone them one to three times and stop. So it's persistence. So the interview process is simply, I cut to the chase pretty quickly, actually. I'd say, look, actually, I've been around for a while and I like to cut to the chase. We spend more waking hours with each other in, in the office than we do with our respective partners and families. I want to get it right, and I'm getting too old to play that game. And, you know, I just don't want to be here in six months' time. We're both grown adults, and, you know, if we can be open and candid and, and tell it warts and all, and then we decide whether it works or not. I guess I was very fortunate. I was brought up with racehorses and dogs and on a, on a small property in Belmont, and so I work on energy and our company mantra is positive energy with the right intent. So by dealing with positive energy, that certainly sets the scenario. In, you know, and we all know it ourselves. That's why I say to my staff, whether or not it's uh, property managers, salespeople, whatever, you can go into a house, you can feel that negative energy. And there might have been a horrible crime committed there or something, or there's very glum people living there. And you go to another place and it's full of love and, and uh, feels great. And so that's the same energy I'm looking for from staff to work with because we want to spend as much best time that we can with our staff while we're in working hours. Indeed, we have an 8.30 morning meeting on a Monday morning. All staff, are, I have a circular boardroom table. We all sit around the circular boardroom table. We go through something positive at the weekend and we share something inspiring. It might be a Joe Dispenza five-minute, you know, of getting things right, uh, Will Smith, Carno Reeves, whatever it is to try and inspire things a little bit. Share something good from the week that's gone and share something that's bad. And when I say share something bad, we celebrate mistakes and, you know, where a lot of people look for faults, we look for where we can praise. And if we've shared a mistake, then it's something that we've learned by. And our, com our company learns better by learning from our mistakes than learning from getting praise. And that's great. We all love praise and accolades, but we want to really hear what's wrong so we can perfect it. Is that a meeting, did you say, that you do each morning at 8.30? A Monday morning, every oh, every, a Monday morning. every week. On a Monday morning, so it's not just the sales meeting, it's everybody in the office. We we have the phone switch for half an hour and we have a half hour staff meeting first. Because Monday morning, you capsulate that energy and, and people work 
walk out from that meeting, by and large, their vibrational energy is higher and that vibrational energy goes and transmits to our clients and through the whole day. And so it's like when you meet your partner, one-on-one doesn't equal two. When you meet your right partner on a vibration wavelength, one-on-one can equal five and you can manifest that energy so much better. And that's what we do at Monday morning meeting to start the week off in positive. And it's great, I think, where officers have little habits that they've got. So one of the habits and, and maybe not negotiable in your office is that Monday morning. And I'm personally not a big staff meeting person and I don't really enjoy them hosting them. My staff, we don't, it's not really our thing. But what we do have is an Uber Eats Friday. So for us, where we get our energy off each other is on Fridays, finishing off the week with lunch together and enjoying it together and just having a chat about how our week's been. And that's really important for us. And the purpose of these podcasts is it's good to really find out exactly what happens in each person's office because there's never any right or wrong. It's just whatever works. And it's great to hear that that works really well for you but this works really well for me and it helps people tweak different things that they could do in the business if they're finding that they've got a, maybe a staffing issue. Absolutely. We have, we're not going for, off at 4.30, drinks in the boardroom, and we go through the week just through a more relaxed scenario as we head into the weekend. But Monday morning is let's click into the idea that we're having a positive week and, you know, whatever the trials and tribulations are going to be for that week, but we harness that positive engine. Yeah, yeah excellent. How are you going with flexibility with COVID? So this is a bit of a, a sore point. Like I personally don't really like flexibility. I love working in the office. My staff love working in the office. And then I've got other offices that I know that embrace the whole working from home and flexibility. Where, how do you work with your staff? In the first big lockdown, what we did, we split our office in two. So one day, half the office came in, the other half worked from home. The majority was we missed the energy. We missed the energy from the office. We want to be in the office. So that was paramount. And I know it completely. You can feel it you know, just as the half the staff around. So it can suit some people. It certainly doesn't suit our character style that we like to work with. But look, we might be challenged for quite some time yet. So we'll just have to make the adaptions as we do. But just the problem we had for 10 minutes here trying to hook up now, Zoom is not the best way to do it. And looking somebody in the eyes and with physical energy is a way to far better transfer what you're trying to do. And real estate, as much as we want to think about it, I always think that it's a transfer of energy. It's how did you make the client feel? So they won't remember the property you bought or what they paid for it. But like I've got clients that I've been dealing with for 35 years. One of my clients came to a seminar when he was 17. He's now 40 plus and he's a head guru in investment and he's got a book out in Melbourne and we manage a block of his units for him. And it's how you made people feel. And to do that, you can do it so much better in person. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. And I, I think that's going to be something that we've got to be very mindful moving forward just in life in general. But yes, with clients, but also with each other and with the staffing, I find that with our office, we're exactly the same. We need the energy together. And I think if we were to embrace too much working from home and too many Zoom meetings for staff meetings and things like that, I feel that we're really going to lose that energy and that good connection that we've all got, which makes us work really well together. So I think people have to be really, really careful. Yeah, I, I believe. But uh, there's other people that are advocate of uh, yeah, work out of the office. But look, in our we are a personal business. It's a, con- it's a context. Real estate is a context. Absolutely. Where do you think some managers get it wrong with staffing? Do you sort of see something in general that people are just missing the mark? I said that before about being a fault finder. See, I don't look for people, what they may be doing. I don't follow people. I just do what I feel is right. So I can't really comment on that. 
all I can comment is what works for me and everybody mm. is different, Ashley, and, and mm. that's what I first acknowledge. What works for us will not work for someone else. But I think probably what I hear and, and could observe is that people are fault finders to a degree and they'll always be looking to, you know, and in real estate there are some egos and, you know, a lot of us wouldn't be in real estate without our egos, but there's some big egos out there and people trying to make themselves feel better and maybe that's that could be another scenario. And treat people how you want to be treated is is just something I live by and hopefully I follow it through, but I don't see that probably happening so many times and what's good for the principal or the hierarchy or whatever is not good for the others. And so I look, you know, there's times here that we ride at Laurel Ice Sleeves Up and everybody gets in and does what they need to do. It's a, it is very much, you know, we're a family unit and that's how it's treated, second family. So yeah. To comment on what other people do or don't do, probably uh, it's come down to an energy scenario would be my simple answer. Do you go by your gut feel quite a lot with with life in general and work decisions? Yeah, yeah, 90% of the time, but you ladies have got in, intuition so much stronger than we guys, so you should be able to follow it even better. <laughs> yeah. If you choose to tune in, tune into it. A lot of us ignore it and then sometimes get our head handed to us and say, why well, did not think of it in the first place? Why well, did not follow my gut instinct? Yes, intuition is huge. Yeah, I find that it's massive as well for us. We do follow gut feeling quite a lot and, and energy as well. Um, I was just going to touch on something else that you mentioned before and that was that we're, I've been looking at a lot of properties for clients at the moment and it's amazing how some properties that I'm looking through, you can just feel the difference between a home that's been lived in by a, um, an owner-occupier with a beautiful family and you. It's so hard to even describe that feeling compared to another property. It's crazy. Absolutely. Look, and, you know, it, it comes down to, once again, I keep on rapping on about the transfer of energy, but that's what people are looking for, whether or not it's what they click onto your web, they walk through your office, they walk through your home open, they speak to the receptionist. It's how you make them feel. And so if your staff are feeling happier in their environment. And when you analyse, I'm not sure whether you're aware of this, actually, but remuneration is somewhere about five down the list of what people look for when they're looking for the perfect job role uh, as a career. And, you know, a happy environment, promotion can, can grow, recognition, that sort of thing comes before remuneration. So a lot of people, I guess there comes to one of the things, is a lot of people always fixed on remuneration, same as the clients. Now, the clients, especially in property management, First, people want a discount mentality, the ones we don't want to deal with, because they're the ones that we do it for next to nothing, and they're the ones that cause all the problems. Whereas our lovely owners that are charging a normal fees, we hardly hear from them, we do a great job. So that yeah. basically sums it up, I guess. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Have you ever read, I'm just looking for the name of it, have you ever read The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace? I have not. No. Okay. So I'm just listening to this book on Audible at the moment. Okay. Um, so you know how you've got the seven love languages, which is more for yes. relationships and things like that. I have read that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one is actually the same people, um, same authors, but okay. for staffing. And I'm just listening to it at the moment because I think it, it talks about managers understanding what the love language is of their staff and or their appreciation language for their staff, but also for staffing to also understand for their colleagues so that they can sort of all work together. So that remuneration is definitely what they're saying as well. It's right down the bottom and it's very rarely anything to do with it. It's more on the appreciation and um, support as well. And that's a good point there with that, as we know, the yin and yang. And that's what I point out to my staff. We, we saw it in great 
display here the other day where one of our staff went to the defence of another staff member in, in proper format. But this comes, somebody, and that's why I say, somebody's having a bad day, they might have an argument with their partner coming to work or whatever, but they come into our environment and then they get picked up with the energy that goes through. Or they've they've made a mistake or there's a stuff up somewhere or there's somebody's having a hard time or whatever. People collectively pull around that, and that's the difference that I guess in a in a work environment where I guess here's a big fault that I know of in in our real estate industry is property management and sales will never meet, and that is just the wrong scenario. In our office, we've got strata commercial property management all intermingled. Everybody is like so interconnected, and I've had several members of staff come from other agencies that say that they just can't believe it. Like they've never speak to a salesperson, let alone like I coach my PMs once every week as well. So there's that breakdown. We've broken down the barriers, so there's no hierarchy to any great degree. That's probably the biggest thing I do hear from staff that come here from other organisations. That there's that segregation between like it's like these secret walls between PM, strata, commercial sales. No, we're, we're all one and, and we all help. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that we've got to be very careful with in our language because we can also get caught up with suggesting that people are starting as a leasing consultant and then and then being promoted to property manager, promoted to BDM, promoted to sales, when actually it's it should be a horizontal line. It's actually not... True. It's not about promotion in any of those positions. I actually find the leasing consultant role one of the most important roles in property management. So I would be more inclined to personally put a senior in that role because I find that that's more of a value role. But I think we've got to stop the language with that hierarchy. And we naturally, I think, in the past have put sales at that hierarchy where my intention is to bring property management, you know, up a bit because it there is nothing inferior about property management. 100%. 100%. Just to finish off, and again, a, a nosy personal question, out of all your children, have any of them got into real estate with such a wonderful mentor like you? None whatsoever. They Get all out. have very very different backgrounds but one did was he was 17 years of age he was here and he was the best telephone prospect I ever had but he was waiting to join the army before he went to go ski fields in BAM so he did five months here and my daughter who's just graduated as a marine biologist from uni worked here for five years part-time even as my PA she reminds me for a few months so they have worked in the business but none of them are aligned to take it on. No there you go I think I fall into the trap of telling my children quite constantly, you know, which one's going to come into real estate because I need one of them to take over so I can finish up and move on. So I think that's going to backfire on me because they're all going to decide that they don't want to be in the industry. (laughs) Well, like I've always brought my kids up, the five virtues I brought my kids up were was the idea of a foreign language, a musical instrument, self-defence, the ability to dream and travel. And they're the five virtues I brought our kids up with. So you know, and that's why I've got five different diverse uh, scenarios. So, look, one of them may come back to real estate at some stage, but look, look, it's and it is a wonderful industry to be in. I, I really enjoyed it, and we'll keep doing it for a long time yet. But no, look, uh, everybody's got to find their call in life. That's for sure. Their own path, absolutely, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, Mark, I am really privileged to speak to you. You do a lot in the industry, and you have wonder, you work a wonderful, wonderful team. So thank you for your time. And if and I know you're a bit of an open um, book as well. So if anyone yep. did want to reach out to Mark, I speak on your behalf, I'm sure that you'd be happy to sort of assist happy them or chat to them. Yep, absolutely, Ashley. 
wonderful. Well, Mark. Keep doing the great job you're doing, Ashley. I, I support what you're doing. It's great. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Good on you. Thank you, Ash. ONTAP Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time, and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than ONTAP Plumbing and Gas.